try to not make this as long of an episode as possible because I just got back from dropping my father at the airport because he himself is going to Africa um and I I smell like boom shakalaka I'm not even gonna hold you like every time every time I turn a certain direction it just I get it just hits me in the face and it's like have I really been going around in public like this? Or is is that thing, I think it's like, they did some study, they always do studies, uh, that you can sense your scent when it's different m- more than, well this is particularly for women because of our hormonal changes and stuff like that, but it's like when you're in different stages of your cycle and if the smell changes um you can detect it because you're like mm, I don't know it smells a little I've actually never had a yeast infection so I don't know <laughs> I've never had a yeast infection so I don't know what a, a yeasty vagina <laughs> would smell like but that's just an example. <laughs> oh man. And that was um that was the the science portion of of our episode today. But before I tell you guys about my um trip to Africa, um specifically my home country, Kenya. Whoop, whoop. Okay, hold on. I got a fart. Okay, it didn't come out. Um, <laughs> I was I was just having so many thoughts when I was driving back from um, the airport. Like some of them were really funny. Well, they were funny to me. I don't know. But um, the other day, and by the other day I mean earlier this morning, I saw. No, it was last night. Yeah. Um, a tweet where a woman was like, um, being dark skin has saved me from, you know, like so much drama, uh, and stuff like that. And, you know, she later on elaborated about how, you know, because of, you know, colorism and texturism and all, all the other isms that black, dark skin, black women experience, um, she's been able to dodge a lot of bullets. Uh, specifically when it comes to, you know, in in the romance department, I guess you can say, uh, because she doesn't deal with the drama uh, that comes with relationships and stuff like that. And I don't know, I felt that so hard. Like, I have n- <laughs> I've never in my life, like, retweeted a tweet so fast. And let me let me elaborate a bit, right? 
So it's like, okay, I get a lot of male attention now, right? And it's because I'm just like drop dead gorgeous. I've, I'm sorry, y'all. It's just how I feel about myself. Um, I've been told that I have a quote unquote exotic look, and I also personally believe that I have the type of beauty that intimidates people, like to the point where they struggle to maintain eye contact with me. That's happened before. Okay. So I'm not just, you know, talking out my ass over here. I have <laughs> I have irrefutable evidence. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> but anyway, had I had the attention that I get now back in high school, I would have been a teen mom. I would have been a teen mother. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's, the, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> but also, like, the relationships nowadays really aren't relationships, you know? It's just toxicity and vibes. And then getting, you know, bigger and calling it relationship weight. That's not relationship weight. Y'all just have nothing relatable besides the superficial. And for which for y'all is just getting together, eating, having sex if you're sexually active, and, and just not doing anything. That's y'all relationship. That's what you guys call a relationship nowadays. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but only if this is like, I have a personal opinion, okay? And, and, and maybe that's why I started a podcast that said it's, that's titled A Penny for Your Thoughts. But my opinion is every new relationship that you form in your life should be because you gain something from it. Like, it's something that's beneficial and something that could potentially grow you in some capacity. But if you are getting into a relationship and you're not really getting any better at managing different, you know, things or um, you're just not growing as a person... Or, um, you know, you're still struggling with, you know, the same insecurities and, and stuff like that. Then that's the, that, that's the definition of settling. That is the literal definition of settling. And I, I see it all the time. And I, I feel like I'm going to have to dedicate a whole episode on just like small town romance. Because, you know, Dover is, okay, technically now it's a city, but it really has a very small town feel. Um, and maybe it's because of just the way <laughs> the the dating scene is out here. 
and in other parts of Delaware too, not just Dover. Um, but yeah, I didn't forget what I was talking about. We were at relationships. Uh, let's backtrack. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. I forgot that fast. We're talking about small town romance, and then settling for relationships, growing relationships. Oh, it's something about colorism. Anyway, so, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Being, being dark-skinned and somewhat ugly as an adolescent, um, you know, coupled that with strict parents, I, I, I was saved from a lot of, of BS, essentially. <laughs> um, you know, because, and I personally think because I had to grow by myself, I guess you can say. Like, I had, so, like, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people um, who get into relationships as adolescents, when they're growing as into adulthood, they're not just growing, you know, alone. They're growing with another person who is attached to their identity. And so a lot of, you know, I feel like their issues as adults are attached to the insecurities that they experienced, you know, be- because of the way their their personal, you know, growth was affected by the relationship. But because me, I had to learn self-love early and, you know, I I, I wasn't relying on other people's um, approval, then I wasn't, um, necessarily, like, looking for attention and stuff like that, I gained a lot of confidence, uh, I would say relatively quickly, um, to the point where, like, I'm still, like, in my early 20s, but I, you know, I feel like I kind of move, like, a woman in her mid-30s, you know, because they always say, like, women, by the time they're getting 30s, they already know what they want out of a man, this, that, and the third. And, I mean, I feel like the only thing that I could use as a testament of that is I've not been in a relationship by choice. Um, so, yeah, it's not like I haven't had, you know, the suitors, you know. Like, it's, you guys never know. I could be on the next Bachelorette. That's just how tight I am. Um, jokes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> the second we landed in Nairobi, and this was a perfect transition into the story um, about Kenya literally the second well that was such a canyon literally 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 literal literally <laughs> the second we landed some dude the boarding right and i usually stay behind and i purposely like choose a seat in the back all the way in the back because i just hate feeling rushed Especially if I have, like, carry-on luggage. Like, you're not about to rush me, okay? 
I will take my time with these bags while I get off this plane. So help me God. But anyway, so he was seated behind me, but ended up deboarding before me because I was just chilling in my chair. And we made eye contact because he turned around. And, oh my God, I was like, oh no, because he turned around and came into my row. And he's like, oh my God, I feel like, I feel a vibe between us. Oh my God, you are so oh why are you doing this to me why are you doing this to me and I'm like what what is going on and he I mean he starts grabbing me and I have video evidence and this is how you know I don't be lying y'all I really don't be lying everything that I say is the truth but anyway he's like grabbing my hands he's looking at my fingers bringing them close to his face I'm like please please keep the fingers out of this they didn't do nothing they it was my eyes just just focus on my eyes let's get back to that because I was genuinely afraid he was gonna put them in his mouth and then I so I wear rings on both hands right but on my left hand I just have my birthstone but it's on my ring finger and I do that purposefully to avoid situations like this but I was like hey I have a boyfriend I can't and he was like oh my god no please you can't keep doing this to me oh my god and of course you know it's a mix of like English and Swahili um and let me tell you something a man begging in Swahili. I don't know. Swahili is a romantic language. So I almost fell for it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And I don't think I'll ever be able to explain it. But I guess it's similar to how, you know, men, they just automatically become, oh, Jesus. <laughs> they become more attractive when they speak like French or Italian to y'all <laughs> but to me Swahili is it I can't do it though because first of all I don't have a deep enough voice um, I'll try I'll try hold on hold on I gotta remember what he said okay Oh, oh man oh god okay okay hold on tafadhali usinifanyi hivyo tafadhali oh oh yeah usinifanyi oh my gosh is it that is that not the oh my god like you would okay i need to start flirting in swahili more <laughs> and also I think it's just because of the way I don't know if it's because of the way Kenyans and just overall East Africans speak or if it's the language or if it's a combination of both but when especially I guess for me the best example are, is Kenyans are Kenyans Kenyans are very smooth talk 
very, very smooth talkers. Very much smooth talkers. Sorry. I don't think I'm a smooth talker. Um, I think I'm a smooth operator. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I spent too much time talking about this man. Maybe I should just call him, which actually I don't have his number <clears throat> because I don't have his number because he was trying to put his number in my phone by pretending to need to call somebody else. And he had his phone in his hand. Anyway, he was there with a friend or a, uh, a sibling or something. I'm not sure. They knew each other. And she was basically like, yo, leave her alone. What will your wife say? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yo, and the crazy thing about it, shame is free. Shame is totally free. Like, there's no cost to you, shipping and handling included. Yet, you guys go out and you pay the price. Either emotionally, mentally, both. Of buying yourself some audacity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what can I say? But anyway, Kenya's beautiful. I'm hashtag obsessed. Like, I was already obsessed with it, kind of, before. But seeing it again with my own eyes. I went to Amboseli Park and we stayed in it's what it's something that's called a banda at, at first I thought it said bandana 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 banana um it's called a banda and it's essentially like a ranch home and uh it was like literally right at the bottom of Mount Kilimanjaro when I tell you like <laughs> bro I was really out of here living like a white European bruh like we was we was in the top up van and everything taking pictures of the animals I mean now we we didn't have the full equipment with, you know with the tripods and and everything you know the the big flash things and, and and what have you um but i got an iphone 12 okay that joint was jumping it did what it, it did what it had to do i wish i could insert the pictures in into the the podcast but i'll post them on my instagram i promise once i actually get to editing that <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad about editing. And I used to, like, always be sympathetic of other podcasters, but now that I am one, I'm even more sympathetic. It's just absolutely unbelievable how much work goes into it. Sometimes, I'm not even going to lie to y'all, I don't even care 
I just be putting the same setting for the whole audio, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> it is what it is. But I promise you guys, once I really blow up, in Jesus' name, I will actually hire someone to do all this so I don't have to. They can do a better job at it than me. Hmm. Anyways, my favorite part of Kenya, I think, was just like. <sighs> <clears throat> I don't know how to explain, you know. I feel like I think it was just how genuine people are over there. If that makes sense. Um like yeah. Some some people could have been just really again, they're smooth talkers. They could have just been manipulating me to to get stuff out of me. Um but for me specifically with like the servers that I had um and the tips that I gave them just seeing like just the absolute like astonishment in their faces um and just the amount of gratitude they would give me it's almost like (laughs) I paid a bill for them and I probably did with with what to me was a little amount and but to them it's a bill you know what I'm saying um, there was one restaurant we went to after we left. My uncle was like, you just gave that guy like two days worth of wages right there. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And, um, you know, that trip really did put, I mean, I already had experience with like witnessing abject poverty, you know, before I came to the states but that was as a child and now as an adult you know I try not to get into that whole like superhero mode I guess you could say like trying to save everybody and and everything but I don't know for me now it's more so like making impact one person at a time and you know I feel like I I learned to be fulfilled by small gestures just as much as big ones so I feel like I I gained the same satisfaction of seeing their faces you know brighten up from getting that tip the same way I would if I went and to like St. Jude's or something and paid for all the kids you know to get like their surgeries or whatever you know what I'm saying um so yeah uh the country developed like crazy while I was gone um granted I was gone for (laughs) I was gone for a decade and a half but you know compared to before where I was there for eight years and they still had not made much progress since like the 80s especially regarding like infrastructure roads and 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 bridges and stuff like that they've made immense progress like immense progress and there's like just buildings everywhere everywhere but that's because you know they're trying to develop faster than you know other african countries and they're trying to encourage more people to move 
to the major cities. So they, when you go to the major cities like Nairobi, Naivasha, Nakuru, all that, you're going to see apartments everywhere. Just everywhere. Um, it reminds me like of, um, I guess you can, yeah, chi- China um, or uh, Russia in the... I don't know what areas they are specifically, but it'll be like just mass apartments everywhere. Now it's not exact, it's not quite like that, but kind of, kind of similar. <laughs> um, also, yeah, they built like a huge highway right around, like literally wrapping around the national park. And I know before I used to joke that I would be like driving, and I see zebras elephants cheetahs whatever yeah that's not a lie anymore (laughs) granted i did used to see like wild beasts and stuff but now like i i see a lot more stuff um a lot closer than before which is really cool um did did get to see my elephants they're doing pretty good um the family is growing, although there is a drought right now in the country and probably surrounding regions. Um, not the whole country, but certain regions of the country. <clears throat> and um, people are losing their livestock. And also, even at the park, Amboseli Park. Uh, and to put it in perspective, I mean, when you guys watch National Geographic, they're usually in Tanz- Tanzania. Because um, Tanzania is the one that actually owns Mount Kilimanjaro. It's a whole nother story. It's really not that complicated of a story. Back when the colonists were colonizing, the Brits were like, Yo, Germans, do you want this part of the land? And they were like, Cool, we'll take it. Don't really know why. I have to go back and research that part of the history. But yeah, Mount Mount Kilimanjaro used to be in Kenya, but now technically it's in Tanzania. So when videographers and such go there to like record, um, they usually do it on that side. Um, That's part of the reason why. And I'm also just remembering that Another main reason, actually, is because um, Tanzania has uh, less, sorry, more lax kind of laws slash initiatives um, regarding poachers and, like, hunters and stuff like that. Kenya is very, uh, I would say Kenya is probably one of the most anti-poaching countries in in the world. Um, In, I believe, Namibia. They even have less, they have even less uh, laws regarding poaching and stuff like that. Uh, But again, which I think is, you know, tied to the development of a country. Um, But this also could just be a complete exaggeration because this is something that I had seen um, a few years ago, and that could have absolutely changed, um, which I sure hope it does, because 
the white rhino right now is super 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 um endangered i'm I'm talking like there's a handful left on this planet so hopefully you know uh the rest of the countries are able to find other ways other avenues for um uh a gdp i guess you can say so that um you know they can be able to create more strict poaching laws and um get these poachers out of here so yeah um i'm trying to think of what else yeah we don't have mount kilimanjaro but we do have mount kenya i didn't get to see it but i mean honestly like all the cities all the towns everything is in the rift valley so if you don't get to see mountains you're gonna see the hills let me tell you those hills are hilly them some hills funny enough speaking of hills yeah i was definitely i was feeling i was feeling like a colonizer out there i even gonna lie everybody's wearing jackets you know bubble coats you know beanies hoodies and i'm walking around with just my t-shirt and my jeans because you know for them 50 is freezing for me 50 is my high <laughs> like i'm not even holding i think today's high is like 57 first of all fall came and went just like a lot of you men <laughs> Yo, I have never in my life. When did when did it start getting this cool in October? It doesn't even start getting this cool until like the la- very last week of October, because October is like oh snap I forgot, I'm supposed to be spooky, so she brings out the fog, and everything. Uh uh-uh. uh, we said we go- no. Y'all must have wanted to go get to Thanksgiving this year. It don't make no sense. And imagine, just let me tell you something right now. I enjoyed my trip. I loved it. Absolutely. But I don't know if I'd be able to ever do a time zone turnaround like that. Because first of all, before I even get there, I have not gotten used to getting back into the driver's seat on the left side i spent so long sitting as a passenger on the left side that now every time i'm driving i feel like i'm disassociating you know when like in a dream you're peeing in the dream but you're also like peeing in real life that's how it feels like and i'm not going to elaborate the girls that get it get in the girls that don't they don't you know but the time zone changes really i mean i still feel like i'm not in america i feel like i'm just dreaming well more like having a nightmare while i'm still in kenya like my conscience is still back home while my body is here 
And it's like every day, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what the hour is because also, you know, now is the time when we're starting to get into the daylight savings. Daylight, which, by the way, I just remembered they got rid of last year. Again, I feel like I'm just floating through space and time. Like, I feel like I've time traveled, but just not in a good way. Like, I forgot where I saw this, but there was this, like, time travel episode of a show and... You know, if you time traveled too wonky, like it was SpongeBob. <laughs> the time travel machine had a glitch, and when he came back, his body parts were like misaligned, and then eventually, him and Squidward got like <laughs> like merged together. <sighs> I said. An episode of a show. Like I didn't know what it was. Like I didn't know it was gonna it wasn't gonna be a SpongeBob. There's a SpongeBob reference for everything. They you know the way that people herald uh the Simpsons for being I don't know, like um they are the real time travelers. But you didn't hear that from me. Um, as being the real um clairvoyance. Um, Spongebob needs to be heralded. Spongebob creators need to be heralded as Mim Mim <laughs> Yo as Meme Kings that ass cut the cameras that ass cause I'm, I'm tired I'm tired of talking I've had enough I've had enough. Oh, my birthday is coming up on Wednesday. I am turning 24. Oh my god, I might as well be 40. I'm only saying that because I'm a very old soul. Just take whatever age I am, add 10 years, and then 7 more for good measure. That's my maturity age. Mm Mm-hmm. At least to me in my head. And to several other people who have commented on my level of maturity. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you guys, I love you. I missed you. (laughs) Bye.